You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. This podcast is Locked On Cardinals, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. Today's Monday, July the 5th, as I record this after a 5-3 win, the Cardinals get over the San Francisco Giants. After an ugly weekend, Cardinals at least have a good start to the week again with that 5-3 win. And it got exciting. It got uh, close late, uh, but nevertheless, a win is a win. And before I get you, uh, before I get going too far, I want to let you know that we are brought to you in part today by the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. And if you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over these prospects, head over to Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Arm Layton. And it's the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And be sure to tell your smart device when you get in the car, when you get home, when you're doing anything. Tell it to play Locked on Cardinals. And the Cardinals now uh, with a little bit, a tiniest bit of momentum. And th- this this sweep, or I'm, no, whoa, whoa, getting way ahead of myself, but... This win feels different. Feels different than the last couple of possible momentum gaining wins. Different than the possible momentum gaining sweeps that the Cardinals were not able to gain any momentum out of. And I'll tell you why. It's because the Cardinals beat a first place team, or a then first place team. They're, they're tied at the time of this recording with the Diders, but coming in into play, they were tied for first, or they were half a game ahead. They did this against a first-place team, a playoff team, team above 500. You know, first-place team means both those things. And they did it on the road. And, one more and, they did it against an all-star, Cy Young-caliber type pitcher in Kevin Gaussman. Yes, the offense got no hit for six and a third innings. I, I get it. I'm not saying this is a perfect win. The bullpen gave up a couple runs. Gallegos and Reyes continued to be not sharp. I, I get it. Not a perfect win, but a gutty, gritty win. And one that we should celebrate. Celebrate, And again, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse sometimes, but this is a type of win that could have propelled a team on a winning streak. So I'll get into the, the specifics a little bit and break down the, uh, break down the game. I also want to get to the weekend series against Colorado because that was somewhat brutal <laughs> as the Cardinals lose three out of four um, to the... Colorado Rockies on the road, including a heartbreaker on July the 4th yesterday. Happy belated July the 4th. Um, I know it's the 5th today, but maybe some of you are still celebrating. Fireworks still going off, and many, many businesses and things of that nature celebrated uh, or honored the holiday today. So happy 4th. Thank you to all the men and women who have died protecting our freedom. Um, and may God bless the U.S. of A. But anyways, back to baseball. Cardinals now sit at 42-44. and 44. And at the time of this recording, every other NL Central team is playing live. Milwaukee's at Kansas City, or excuse me, Milwaukee's at the Mets. Cincinnati's at Kansas City. Cubs are at Philadelphia. Cubs have lost nine in a row. And the Pittsburgh Pirates are at Atlanta. And as we sit right now, Cardinals are nine and a half back of first place, eight back of the wild card, six and four 
in their last 10 games. This is just the 14th win for St. Louis against a team that is above the 500 mark, according to MLB.com. So let's go ahead and, and get into to this game, because this game is fresh on our minds, on our hearts. Even if you're listening tomorrow morning, it's probably still fresher than the weekend. So let, let's get into it. Cardinals send KK Kim to the mound. You really never know what you're going to get from KK. You never know what you're going to get from 80% of this pitching staff. But KK delivered a, a pretty solid start. Final line, seven shutout innings, three hits, two walks, just two punch outs. Didn't strike out the world, but was extremely efficient. 89 pitches across those seven innings. Um, he had a seven-pitch sixth, I believe, or 12-pitch sixth or something of that nature. He was really solid. And that, that's something that the Cardinals need, and maybe the Cardinals, maybe they have found some dependency in K.K. Kim. Because K.K. Kim is not your prototypical ace by any stretch of the imagination. He's not throwing 95. He's not striking out the world, like I mentioned. But he has the possibility and has shown the capability to get some outs in this last handful of starts. Or, and, and some starts across the league or across the season this year. You know, the six earned one or six innings, one earned against the, the Marlins. He pitched pretty well against the Diamondbacks for five innings and then a seven inning performance on Monday. So, again, not saying that KK Kim is now a bona fide star and that he's great and fantastic and we should believe in him 100%. But his ERA has gotten lower and lower as the season has gone on, especially in his last handful of starts. It uh, got up to 4.05 at the beginning of June and now it's down to 3.39. Came in to play with a 3.79 ERA. So KK is able to keep players off balance. And that, that's all that, that KK is really able to do. Because the stuff isn't, uh, you know, isn't a Jacob DeGrom, isn't, uh, isn't even a Kevin Gosman, who he faced today. But KK Kim knows his limitations, knows what kind of pitcher he is. Very similar to Wade the Blanc, in my opinion, in that type of mindset. And saying that, yeah, I'm not going to strike out the world. So I'm trying to pitch to contact, locate my spots, and get out. And that's exactly what KK was able to do on Monday. And the Giants aren't necessarily a prolific offense, despite being uh, first in the National League, um, or first place in the National League West, I should say. They're more so known for their starting pitching that has revitalized this team. Um, this offense is, is solid. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to you know, scoff at the, uh, the performance by KK, but um, you know, the, the, there are no Dodgers or Padres offense, in my opinion. Um, they've scored 16 more runs than the Padres, uh, but you know, I, I still think that in terms of firepower, the Padres and Dodgers still have a lot. But like I said, first place team is, is first place team in the first place offense as well. So quality start for KK, quality job by KK, and hopefully more of the same coming for KK here in the near future. So let's go ahead and get into the offense now. And, you know, overall, not a terrible offensive performance, taking into account who they were facing in Kevin Gosman. And Cardinals facing, like I said, a Cy Young caliber all-star pitcher. Uh, his, his loss is just the third on the year. He went seven innings, three hits, two earned, two walks, eight punch outs. And his ERA was lowered to 1.74. So, yeah, he was still pretty solid. Um, shutting, down, shutting out the Cardinals and no hitting the Cardinals through six and a third innings. But that seventh inning, the Cardinals were able to bust through. Um, and the, the capital play, or the, the big play, I should say, was the Matt Carpenter triple. Um, after Arnado singled and Edmund singled uh, on the on in the infield, Carpenter missed a home run by just a handful of feet, um, if even a handful, maybe just a couple feet. Uh, but I thought that was big for Carpenter, you know. And I'm not trying to say Carpenter should start every day, but it was it's really nice to see guys that you pull for come through, because yeah, Matt Carpenter is not who he once was, but if he can come through like this for St. Louis, that's huge. 
maybe it's more you, you like to see it more in a, in a pinch hitting role. But if he's forced in the lineup due to injuries, like he was today with O'Neill being hurt, so be it. You know that, that that's going to happen. It is what it is. Really happy for Carpenter to come through with, with a big moment, a big hit. Um, that, that really, you know, the, the two runs that inning ended up being the difference in a 5-3 game. So really happy for, for Carpenter to come through there for St. Louis. You know, and other than that, we saw Nolan Arenado get a, you know, not, not lucky per se, but get a base hit that could have been caught um, as Austin Slater was unable to make the dive. And I was really happy, yes, you know, Harrison Bader he still struck out once today. Um, one for four, still hitting, you know, that, that's a 250 batting average. But again, batting average isn't everything. The hits are not all equal. Some are worth more, some are worth less. And I was really happy to see him get a base hit off of a breaking ball off of a right-handed breaking ball, as a matter of fact, to double down on that point. So, again, offensively, solid stuff from the later innings. In the latter innings, and like I said, in the famous words of Mike Schilt, uh, they fought their tails off today. And for once, the, you can actually say that, that that's true, and you can actually get rewarded for fighting, um, <laughs> for, for fighting their tails off and, and getting a dub. So we will see... Um, you know, if that continues to be the case and if the process provides better results. So, sadly, I do have to look back on the series that was against the Colorado Rockies, so I will do that in segments two and three, preview a little bit of what's coming the way the rest of the series. Tomorrow's episode will be released on time um, as a series preview of the San Francisco Di- Giants series since the Cardinals do play the Giants tomorrow at 8, 10, 8, 8.45 Central, so I don't want to run the risk of not being able to get an episode out tomorrow. Um, so the rest of this... Um, episode we'll be looking back at the tough series but also the 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 lone bright spot the positive on friday uh the win so all that more coming up here in just a moment bet online the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing heck we're almost to the all-star break already past the halfway point of games so be sure to track all the action at bet online get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs not just baseball you can also get nba nhl and your ufc mma action satisfied on bet online so before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are prepping for their runs to the playoffs, and yes, that is sooner than we realize. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Again, L-O-C-K-E-D, Locked On, gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So again, sadly, we got to look back at the series that was and talk about uh, the Colorado Rockies series. And it's a bizarre one because the Cardinals were in all of the games. Uh, every single game, you know, I'm not trying to be a homer or, you know, be whatever. I'm, you know, still calling a spade a spade. They lost three out of four. Results matter. But they were close and competitive in all four, including the three losses and the one win. So let's let's look back at it. We'll take a look at the first loss, which was a tough one and Giovanni Gagos just wasn't sharp in the ninth inning. He got the first two outs that he needed to get with a strikeout and a ground out. Walked the next two batters, got two strikes on Diaz. And again, I already talked about Thursday's 5-2 to two loss for the most part. Uh, but nevertheless, just want to hit on it just one more quick time. And just Gallegos wasn't able to get the job done. Wasn't able to put the nail in the coffin. Cardinals offense wasted another Wainwright start. 
as Wainwright goes eight dazzling shutout, fantastic, wonderful, remarkable, incredible, dandy innings. And you know, of all that misdirection, I misspoke. He gave up two runs, but they were still all those wonderful superlatives, fantastic, dandy, whatever. And it was just that one of those cases of Gallegos not being sharp. And Gallegos even gave up a home run today, despite looking really sharp outside of that one batter and striking out the side and looked nasty. Struck out the first two batters on just seven pitches. Was absolutely filthy. But again, that home run he gave up just ended up being, you know, kind of what he leaves with. And that's the taste that's left in his mouth of just giving up that solo blast and not fully being able to help the team win. But nevertheless, Cardinals lose. And then on Friday, it's not looking good as well. Now, the final score I don't think was as, as indicative as was not indicative as to what this game was, which was a pitcher's duel. Um, as the Cardinals entered the ninth inning, being down 3-2, to two, Oviedo was really sharp. Helsley and Cabrera able to um, bridge the game. John Gant was also sharp. Um, up until that point, Chichi Gonzalez shut down the Cardinals. He goes seven innings, gives up just the two runs, seven hits, strikes out one. So, again, similar to Kim. Didn't strike out the world. Didn't need to strike out the world. The two runs came on an absolute bomb by Yadier Molina. And a little tidbit there. Molina has now homered in all 30 active Major League Baseball parks. Uh, of course, Field was the last one. So that's a pretty impressive feat for the catcher. And, you know, all-star worthy, if you if you ask me. Or not, sorry, not all-star. Whoa, whoa, back up. Um, Hall of Fame worthy, <laughs> I think, if you ask me. That is not something a lot of players have the ability to or even the opportunity to. So props to Yadier Molina. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, the offense was pretty sluggish up until that ninth inning because uh, the ninth inning comes around, and he- here's what happened in that ninth. Yes, Molina grounds out. Tommy Yebbin walks for the first time in what seems like ever. DeYoung strikes out, and then Bader walks. Bader gets walks, um, or is walked on, on four straight pitches. Um, none of them really remotely close. All sliders and, and um, soft stuff away. One, one fastball mixed in there. But nevertheless, four straight pitches to force Mike Schilt's hand to bring up a, a pinch hitter because Mike Schilt was not going to pull a Tory Lovello and let John Gant hit for himself. Um, it is Jose Rondon that gets the call, and Rondon gets down 0-2 quick. Um, on two called strikes. Doesn't look about off his shoulder, and you're thinking it's not looking very good for St. Louis. And then Rondon comes through with a clean base hit to left field. Bader hustles around to third. Tommy Ebbin scores. Then Rondon goes to second to tie the game. Dylan Carlson was called out on strikes after that, but big credit to Jose Rondon taking credit or taking advantage rather of those opportunities um, to to. To tie the game, beg your pardon, excuse me. Um, but, but yeah, the St. Louis Cardinals offense was able to fight and get the job done. Plain and simple. And then in the 10th, an explosion. You heard that right, an explosion of offense. As the Cardinals erupt for six runs, Dylan Carlson is the ghost runner on second base. Uh, Goldsmith strikes out, Arnado walks. Um, Sosa pops out, and you're thinking, oh, man, you're gifted. Two runners on base with less than one out, and you're not going to get them home. But then... It, in comes good old Yair Molina to, to drive in his third run of the ball game and to save the Cardinal offense, um, at least for the time being. It looked like that would be the only positive. It wasn't. But again, Yadier Molina um, has done this once or twice, and he might not be all-star caliber or, you know, producing at the level that he thinks he can or the level that he, you know, the Cardinals lead him to, but able to get the job done on Friday, not once but twice 
with a home run and then an, a, an RBA single, like I mentioned. So credit to Yadier Molina there. You know, just just another uh, old guy coming through for St. Louis after Carpenter come, came through today. Uh, but then, yeah, after that time, Yevon was able to single. And then Bader, the exclamation point, the knockout punch, the, the big moment with the grand slam. An absolute bomb, a wonderful call by Dan McLaughlin over there on the TV side of things. Just a bomb by Bader. Uh, I know Cardinals Twitter went crazy after that. Bader haters chiming in. I got lucky, good for him or whatever. And then Bader enthusiasts um, asking where the Bader haters actually are. Um, And Bader would also hit a home run later in the series. So let's talk about Bader for just a moment. Harrison Bader, obviously, for those who don't know or haven't been listening in the last two minutes, Bader did make his return to the Cardinal lineup their Cardinal roster even this weekend did hit two home runs. And I'll, again, I'll get to the Saturday-Sunday games in just a moment. Uh, but Bader, like I said, with a grand slam on Friday uh, for the big knockout punch to the Colorado Rockies. And then on July the 4th on Sunday's game, uh, Bader also with with a home run. And on the weekend, um, you know, nothing out of this world. Yeah, he hit the two home runs. But on the weekend here to, to start his July... He went three. I'm sorry, four for twelve. He went 0 for four on on Thursday, one for four Friday, one for four Saturday, and two for four on Sunday. So not a, not a terrible weekend. Two home runs, drove in six, walked once. You know, only struck out four times. Once on the first, second, two times on the third, one time on the fourth. So Bader did this in his return from the injury this last time as well. Came out just a little hot. And again, not that he's like I said. Not blowing anybody out of the water by any touch of the imagination, but you know he's five for twenty in the, in the month of July since his return from the from the injured list with those seven runs driven in as he drove in another run today. Like I said, he doesn't need to be the guy that hits three hundred, three twenty. If he can hit two fifty, maybe two sixty, his speed will, pl- will be enough of a difference. He'll be able to steal some bags. He stole one on Sunday. He'll be able to hit some doubles and some extra base hits. He's slugging 550 in those 20 at-bats. Not terrible. Not terrible in five games back from the injured list. You'll take that. At least I'll take that as a Cardinal fan. Saturday, um, Bader went one for four, and the rest of the Cardinal offense was abysmal. Seven for 33. Edmund, a two-hit night. Carlson, Goldschmidt, Arnato, Molina, Bader, all with hits. The rest, zeros. Only one extra base hit as Kyle Freeland... Despite his ERA being north of six coming into the start, shuts down the Cardinal offense and shuts him out through six innings. Cardinals able to fight for a little bit there in the eighth. Credit there with singles from D, uh, from Goldschmidt and Molina to get the two runs home for St. Louis. But you know, at the end of the day, offense just didn't hit. Offense just did not hit. Outside of that tenth inning on Friday night, the Cardinals scored just two runs a game in in regulation innings. Not, not that, that's just straight up not good for any offense. That's really not good for an offense at Coors Field. Got to be able to hit, score more runs than that. But like I said, a big positive from the weekend was the pitching. Pitching on Saturday was Wade the Block going five and two-thirds of an inning, giving up three hits, no earned runs, three walks and three punch outs. Helsley and Gantt score those outings as well. Henesis Cabrera tagged with three earned on Saturday. But again, starting pitching was the name of the weekend for St. Louis. They actually had a strong weekend as a starting staff. And 
at the end of the day, starting pitching has not been good overall for St. Louis these last handful of weeks, but it's been really good these last last one time through the rotation, uh, maybe time and a half, so we'll see if that can continue. Finishing up kind of the, the quick recap of the series, Saturday, or I'm sorry, Sunday, July 4th, looked at the Cardinals are going to get a big win. They go 2-1 in the second inning. It's, they scored in one inning on Sunday, just the second inning, um, just just the two runs and the two-run shot by Bader off of Herman Marquez, who is an all-star for Colorado. Uh, Marquez ended up striking 11 over six innings. Cardinals struck out 12 times in the whole game. Like, once again, story of the game was the offense didn't hit. Trevor Story had a home run that game as well. He also had a home run in the game before. Carlos Martinez was really the only starter who did not pitch well over the weekend as he goes three and a third, and he left with a, with an injury, and he's still considered day-to-day. Uh, Brandon Waddell pitched two and a third scoreless innings of baseball, or I'm sorry, inning and two-thirds of scoreless innings of baseball. And, you know, as much as I kind of harped on how much – uh, how, how bad the pickups were of LeBlanc, and I know that Waddell wasn't a pickup; he was a call-up. But you know, maybe these these two guys and uh, uh, Justin Miller as well pitched a scoreless inning. If they could pitch well, then, then maybe maybe those small moves um, ended up meaning a lot more than I thought they were going to. Um, but that, that's kind of my quick recap th- segment three. I'll kind of give you my overall thoughts on the series, uh, as well as kind of give you a quick preview of the upcoming series. But again, look forward to tomorrow's show for a more full recap of the upcoming series against the Giants, as well as my thoughts on the Chicago Cubs series just a bit. So all of that coming up here in just a moment. You've heard me talk about the best tasting protein bar in the business, and that is Built Bar, but now they've got a limited time flavor that I've mentioned, and that is Grasshopper Cookie this week only, July 6th through the 9th, that is Tuesday through Friday. Get the new Built Bar flavor. It tastes like a classic Thin Mint cookie. All the flavor without all that sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, just 5 grams of sugar in this incredible limited-time flavor. But they also have other delicious flavors that you can try. So if you want to get a grasshopper cookie but also want to go to your old reliable, you can do that too with coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate all available as well. My favorite is the double chocolate. More chocolate, the better for me. You can get yourself a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Here's what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to get a mixed box to get all the flavors as well as order some grasshopper cookie. They're all tasty. They're all healthy as well. So be sure to order today. Get an order of whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that neat as well? So go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, go to Built.com to get 15% off your next order and get the best-tasting protein bar in the business. Baseball's a real funny game. It's the Cardinals lose 3-4 to the Rockies, and the Rockies are a good team at home. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, but they're still the Rockies. They're, they're still in fourth place in the National League West, 16 and a half games out of first place. 12 and a half back of the closest team in San Diego. Still 16 and a half games ahead of Arizona. So at least the Cardinals can beat the Diamondbacks. But yeah, you know, losing three out of four is never good. They lost three out of four against Colorado, who has a negative 54 run differential. And then they turn around and beat the San Francisco Giants, who have a run differential of plus 104 and are 53 and 31 on pace to win 103 games. 
Baseball's a real funny game. It's backwards. It's bizarre. It's weird. Nobody really understands it as much as we all like to talk about it. Sometimes things just happen that are unexplainable. And in all honesty, the Cardinals beating Kevin Gosman at home is kind of not understandable. It's kind of bizarre, to be quite honest with you. And at the end of the day, it's one of those things that maybe this... Maybe the Cardinals' offense has been turning around. Maybe the process has been great and the results just have been slow coming. I'm sure that'll be the spin in a couple weeks if the Cardinals are on a hot streak and Mike Schultz can pull out the ultimate I told you so card and say the Cardinals did get hot. I hope to God that's true. I just don't know if it is. It's a weird, bizarre sport when outside of the extra frame on Friday... The Cardinals score two runs a game against the Rockies, and they come out and score five runs against the first-place San Francisco Giants. Their starting pitching, whenever this team was in first place, is an absolute strength. The starting pitching, whenever the Cardinals struggled in the month of June, was an absolute weakness. So if their starting pitching can come back and be strong and be stable, this team has a chance. Especially with Miles Michaelis coming back at the end of July and Jack Flaherty coming back in August. This starting pitching staff was strong over the weekend and today against the Giants. If the starting staff can remain strong and remain stable, they don't have to be necessarily all-star. They just need to be stable and serviceable. I truly, honest to God, believe this team has a chance to at least make some noise. I don't think they can make the, the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be able to make a big playoff push and you know threaten the Brewers for the first place in the NL Central without making a move or two or three. But if their starting staff can be stable, stable until Flaherty gets back, or at least, like I said, serviceable, this team has a chance. When this, when this team pitches, even when they struggle, when this team pitches, they tend to win baseball games. And I, you know, I guess I should be a little less stupid and say when this team pitches well, this team tends to win baseball games. And it might sound obvious, and I've said it a lot on this show for those of you who have listened for a while, but... It remains true. So Cardinals play two more times against the San Francisco Giants this week. Both of them are 845 Central starts. So late night, uh, but the Cardinals are on the West Coast. Tomorrow the Cardinals sent Adam Wainwright to the Hill to face off against Johnny Cueto, who has an ERA of four. For all we know, that Cueto is going to turn out a vintage performance and shut down St. Louis. But hopefully Wainwright can be vintage form as well and shut down the San Francisco Giants. On Wednesday, to finish out the series, Oviedo takes the hill against Alex Wood. So it won't be easy for St. Louis because Cueto can be good, can be dominant, dominant, and you don't know what you're going to get from, from Oviedo on Wednesday. So looking for – I think the Cardinals do take two out of three. I think they, they win tomorrow and lose Wednesday. For a more of an in-depth breakdown, be sure to come back tomorrow. And then the Cardinals travel to Chicago this weekend. Cubs have lost nine in a row. They've been struggling mightily last week and a half, so hopefully they can take advantage of that. My 21st birthday is this coming Sunday on the 11th, and I will be at the game at Wrigley Field as the Cardinals take on the Cubs, so I look forward to that. But that is going to do it for today's show. Be sure to listen to Locked On Today every day to get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with host Peter Bukowski. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter at L at LO underscore Cardinals. Um, follow the show on Instagram as well, at underscore Cardinals. Once again, I'm on Twitter at LJ Fastball. Shows on Instagram and Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. And until I talk to you the next time, which will be tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.